Hey listeners, if you're like us and love horror movies, you're probably fascinated by creepy horror novels and short stories as well. But have you ever tried writing your own horror short stories or novels? Listen to the Reading and Writing Podcast today to learn tips and tricks from best-selling writers on how you can write your novel or short story. Listen to the interviews with many best-selling writers, Dean Koontz, Jeffrey Deaver, James Lee Burke, and many, many more. More than 550 episodes featuring interviews with writers explaining how you can write the horror story or novel that you've always dreamed of. That's Reading and Writing Podcast. Search Reading and Writing Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with another episode of Horror Vision. I am your host, John. And I'm the co-host, Boog. And today we have the 2014 found footage film, The Taking of Deborah Logan, for you. Uh, this film, I was like, you know what? Let's throw Boog another bone here. I like, I like, I like... I like picking choices that you might like, Boog, that keeps you engaged. <laughs> I do appreciate that. I mean, this is right up my alley. Yeah, like overall, for like uh, as far as found footage films go, not not a terrible one. You know, like there's some there's some pretty shoddy ones out there, but uh, for the most part, we'll get into it. Obviously, that's hey, that's why we're here. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's fa- fairly well done. Uh, but opinions vary. We'll we'll start with that. But yeah, I mean, you can at least give it that it's it's better than your average found footage film. Uh, I'm trying to think of found films. <laughs> All right, you keep thinking. We'll get into this here. Uh, what, what else do we got going? All right, all right. We'll just hop into the best segment of the week. What have you been up to this past week, Bug? Well, everyone remembers last week for me and tough how week. absolutely horrible it was. Yeah, tough week, tough week, tough break, kid. Uh, yeah, so uh, I kind of I took it easy this week. Didn't do too much. Um, There's another mini winter storm down here in, in the south, and uh, I survived it again. But let me tell you something. They suck. They absolutely... The winter storms down here suck. 
assholes. I mean, typically they don't get winter storms. It's just like uh, the way the year's been shaken out, you know? Well, so people freak out. They don't know what to do with themselves. They lock themselves indoors, and it's pretty much like the apocalypse. No one goes outside. No one touches anything. No, like it, it's, it's the end of the world to, to people down here. See, I, I, would, and, I would prefer that to here because here, like, you got, like, six to eight inches of snow. Like, last week, like, six to eight inches of snow in places. And, like, you're supposed to just, like, pretend like it didn't happen. And, like, the, the plow systems are the worst they ever were. I mean, shit, dude. Here, you want to talk about the end of the world and they just keep going in Pittsburgh? Like, a bridge collapsed and then the next day it wasn't even news anymore. Like, they just... Up here, people just don't give a shit. It's like, yo, just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the reason why it sucked is, you know, I was having a good day. I wasn't doing too much the day of the winter storm. You know, I was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. Let's do this. Okay. So I went out and I was like, I'm going to get Taco Bell. Let's do this. I want Taco Bell today. And of course I show up. They're fucking closed. You know, I was like, well, all right, fuck it. Maybe that's just this one. You know, that, there's one like two minutes from my house. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go five minutes from my house to the other one. Let's see if that one's open. Fucking, are you, that one's closed too. Like, everything shuts down down here. I fucking sat in that parking lot and Googled fast food that's open that I could get right now. And everything was shut down because of the winter storm advisory. We got like fucking like a Dustin. Well, yeah, but they don't have the system or the infrastructure to deal with like a winter storm like up here. Like they don't have salt trucks. Oh, they could, but they fucking spend it on. Why? Why would they? Like it's it's a rarity. This is probably like the first time in like three to four years that they've even had would have had to use one. So you would spend taxpayer money on something that like you wouldn't use. Like you'd be spend realistic. Their money on something you're else just, that they use already. You're just being a piece of shit, book because you're mildly inconvenienced. You want to talk about inconvenience, and you don't hear me bitch. And dude, the Taco Bell up here is open like one day a week because they don't got enough people to work it. <laughs> it sounds like you're bitching to me. I wasn't. I'm just making a point now. You never hear me bitching about it. Well, hey, guess what, book? Mm-hmm. You're a little fucking. I'm, I don't want to have to say this. You're a little crybaby. <sighs> I just wanted Taco Bell. That new burrito is pretty good. I told you, it is fucking good. Can't remember what it's called now, but there's a it's fr- a good I know, there, I know there's a couple Fritos in it. Mm-hmm. One or two, sometimes. Depends on the Taco Bell you go to. That's true. They like literally, they skimp on them Fritos. Like, fuck, fuck Taco Bell. Let's, let's get on that. Well, actually, speaking of Taco Bell, did you see, you know how they got the, like, Hard seltzer like the uh, the Trulies, like uh, White Claws. Yes, yeah. Um, and you know Baja Blast, like exclusive to Taco Bell, but they started releasing it in cans. They're gonna have a hard seltzer Baja Blast. That way, uh, yeah, it's gonna do big numbers, boy. Big numbers. Where where is it being sold at? The st- local the store. You ever heard of a little place called the store? Like, uh, like, like. Where where you can get beer at? The store. You can get everything there, dude. Toilet paper to wipe your ass. Yeah, I'm still working on that. Alright, well, hey, just, it's it's the fact that you keep, tra- it's a process. Trust the process. Uh, I'm pretty sure we just got copyrighted from that. <laughs> by, by the 76ers. 
Yeah, they need all the money they can get right now. They need to give up on the process because it's not happening for them. Yeah, trust the process is still playing. The other one's not playing. I heard. I heard. I haven't seen any because I don't give a shit about the NBA. But like, I'm vaguely aware of. Isn't Ben Simmons like kicking ass this year? After no, or is it Joel Embiid? Jo- jo- Joel, Joel Embiid. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Ben Simmons is the one who could make. He could. Hurt. Yeah, he could make a layup. Like his feelings should have yeah. got hurt. Like, how did you get to the NBA and you can't make a wide open layup? Like, I can do that. Yes. Like, that's one of the few basketball things and, I can do. <laughs> and he's six foot ten, so he doesn't even have to try. Yeah, dude, you got eight inches on me. Six ten. Like, how high is the rim? Nine feet. And with his arms, ten feet. Ten feet. I play on the nine foot hoop, so I can dunk. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. I lower it to uh, a five. I got that Fisher Price one. <laughs> just out out here, just Fisher Price slam bones, just just space jamming. I feel like that's something everyone had growing up when we were growing up. Yeah, the the blue Fisher Price basketball hoop. Yep. Is everyone wanted to be like Mike? Mike was w- Wachowski. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> you forgot to turn in your paperwork again. All right. I've well, done the voice better before, but now it's like rough. I don't know what's going on. I mean, you're losing it, man. You're dropping. You're dropping down. I'm losing my voice. I've been talking to myself too long, too the, much. You're you're just trapped inside in, in this winter storm just going crazy. I, lo- I love it. Be- better content, too. It's going to do great numbers. <laughs> yeah it's in right. for next week and why have a uh, psychotic breakdown that would be pretty good for you maybe yeah i mean you gotta look on it's life's all about perspective book yeah from my perspective it sucks oh you gotta sat, make, like, sac- you gotta it, make like sacrifices sometimes be a team player all right. Well, oh, let, let's go. Let's get on into this. We got a tight. We got a tight schedule today. I got some stuff I got to do. You got some, some talking to yourself. You got to do. So we'll we'll get to it. Um, yep. All right. Well, so basic uh, premise of the movie: uh, you have three, uh, uh, like a documentary team of uh, three college students, Mia, Gavin, and Lewis. Uh, they're going to do a documentary about Deborah Logan. She's an elderly woman suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Uh, first, Deborah is reluctant, reluctant to be filmed, but agrees to the project after her daughter, Sarah, reminds her that they need the money to keep the house from being repossessed. Uh, while filming, Sarah and Deborah talk about earlier years when Deborah worked as a switchboard operator for her own answering service business. Um, and then, so it starts off relatively normal. You think you're getting into it. Uh, it's going to be a documentary about um, the progression and effects of Alzheimer's disease, which I don't know if you know anyone that's had it or just ex- had that experience, but it's pretty awful. But, um, yeah, uh, my grandfather just passed away this past year. Oh, that's a shame. Sorry to hear that, book. Thank you. I didn't know. Uh, that, that was this just the, the past couple months ago, right? Yeah, that was, uh, I was up there November, October for the funeral. Yeah. All right, well, so the, the basic setup you think that's going to be, and then as time progresses, uh, some strange things start happening. At first, they just think it's um, like the effects of, of the Alzheimer's disease, uh, but they get like even like more bizarre, like she's uh, like, 
the the scene that really sticks with me uh is when she starts peeling off her own skin which i thought was like actually pretty wild um i'll we'll talk about the pros and cons because that was maybe one of my favorite scenes in the movie um and then uh so basically they catch this and it goes from just being bizarre into paranormal like uh they had a clip where she was standing and there's no skip in the time frame of the video and these cameras that they have installed throughout the house almost like a surveillance system and then all of a sudden she she's teleported up on top of the counter all these different weird things happen and it basically sets up that this isn't the disease that there's something evil at play here. And that's the, the basic setup of the movie. Um, before she, we, she's Zorpa Zorpin yeah, around the house. Just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before we hop into the pros and cons, we'll just talk a little bit. Uh, the cast, there's no one, no real big names. It's a, a, a smaller picture. Uh, you had Jill Larson's playing the, the older woman, Deborah Logan. I thought she did a fantastic job. And she was mm-hmm. like creepy with the the makeup effects and stuff they did on her as she starts deteriorating. Like mm-hmm. she looked pretty freaky, dude. Um, the the main, I guess the the host of the of the documentary, played by Michelle Ang, that uh, plays Mia. Um, then you had Gavin as well as Louise. Uh, I thought they were pretty solid. Um, particularly i liked the decisions and this this has probably more to do with the script than anything but the decisions that gavin made at at the one point yeah i, I like yep. that i thought that was great um that we'll talk about that in a second and then uh, point they had anna ramsey playing sarah logan um that's deborah's daughter uh who's taking care of her didn't think she was going to be taking care of her mother that long also has like a long-standing like drinking problem uh i wasn't the biggest fan of of her performance um and then the other big ones you had dr nazar who was uh the doctor overseeing uh deborah's treatments and stuff and i mean not much to her character but like it was literally just seemed like every time they went to see her they're just like yep let's just give her more medication like up the doses dosage (laughs) can't even talk yeah. about up the dosage <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it was uh, uh sarah logan played by ann ramsey 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 anna r um <laughs> yeah i definitely she was the least convincing character out there it was kind of like cringy when she was out there for me in my opinion um but yeah, those are the main characters. There's a few background characters. Uh, later on in the movie, you get to the little girl that was also in the hospital when um, Deborah Logan's condition gets so bad, she gets uh, checked in to like long-term like care at the hospital, and then she kid- ends up kidnapping a girl. Um, I thought she... I also wasn't the biggest fan of her performance as well. Julian Taylor as Kara, the young girl, but she did look creepy with the makeup effects, so shout out um i really i haven't can't really find too much on their makeup and effects crew but uh they they did a very good job on this mm-hmm. uh the director you had adam robitel uh, so you probably the mo- oh, movie uh, did you ever see escape room 
Uh, I don't th- believe so. So he did the two Escape Room movies. I actually think you'd like them. They're like kind of like PG thirteen, like Saw style movies. They're they're not bad. They're they're entertaining, uh, as well as the one I'm sure you saw, Insidious: The Last Key. He directed that as well. Yes, I have seen that multiple times. Yeah, so you're you're fairly familiar. Uh, he directed it as well as he's credited with, with working on the script along with Gavin Hoffernan. Heffernan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's helped the, write some of the paranormal activities. Yeah, the the worst one, the ghost dimension. So that's cool. He worked as mm-hmm. producer on Chillerama. So a little bit of a background there. Uh, I thought their script started strong. Um, the the concept, the idea was real good because um, just like having been around and experienced like the someone with Alzheimer's, like it's a, a very tough and, and bleak and but then to pair that along with the idea that maybe it's not that and it's uh, something paranormal in nature going on, like very interesting concept. I think that they got too muddled with their execution. They added too many things and were going off on too many tangents in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially the third act, the script was kind of like a little all over the place, you know? Yes. Uh, but mm-hmm. on that note, let's hop right into the pros and cons, dude. Give me give me something. What do you got going on here, bud? Well, I'm literally just going to repeat exactly what you just said. Uh, the concept about, you know, them documenting uh, Alzheimer's patients or patient. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't know if it's just because I, I recently dealt with that this past year. Um, but I thought that was, I mean, that's a legit thing that, to me, that terrifies me. Alzheimer's ter- terrifies me because, oh, yeah. like, my uncle, or not my uncle, my grandfather, five years ago was perfect. Nothing wrong with, I mean, he was old, but he his, he was all there mentally, you know, and then the past, like, two years, he really fell off a cliff, so. Yeah, it, it starts slow, and then and then when it progresses, it, it's just terrible, dude. But the, I mean, there is, there is hope. There's been a lot of, uh, breakthroughs in just the, the past year. Um, I know they were, uh, on the, I think they got the, the okay on the human trial phase of an experimental drug that they had set, uh, success, um, on rats with, uh, curing, either curing the disease or reactivating, um, the neurons and and like because because that's what it attacks and it wipes the memory and then it basically like they do a good job of actually explaining it in the movie how like the end stages it shuts down your organs it like it basically um cuts out the memory portion of your brain that remembers how to breathe which is isn't fucking insane but uh there's there's been huge um steps that uh that they've they've come along so they're definitely on the right path to cure that which uh, i hope hope that's something that they get to in the very near future um but yeah like the the premise was great because we talk about this with the found footage like there has to be you have to basically have a good reason why the cameras are all always rolling and this was Mm -hmm. a a great reason to make this a found footage one so they they had a, a solid reason so I, I definitely give them strong marks on on the concept, not yeah, so not so much to... the execution. Um, overall, I, I think they had a, a successful execution, but there's definitely some missteps in the story. They just 
tried to do a little bit too much with it. I absolutely agree. But comparing this to the last found footage that we, we did, which was uh, Paranormal Activity. Next of Kin. Uh, next of Kin. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot in this is a thousand percent better than that. Yeah. Like, I, I get where the it was coming from in, in the Paranormal Activity, but at the same time, you really don't need to do that. Yeah. And just, this is like a study, you know, like there was multiple times in the, the, when we did the paranormal next to Ken, when you're like, dude, just leave. Or like, this is like, why are you still rolling the camera? But here it made sense. And it even, they had the characters like battle with that. Cause they needed the funding and, and they mm-hmm. don't have any other job. They're poor poor college students and they're making they, this is for their grade like they're in a tight spot and they even had the one character that's what i like the gavin when like after a while like all the crazy shit's happening a crazy dude shows up with a gun and shoots out one of the windows in his car and he was just like you know what like he's like that's my mom's minivan he's like i'm, I'm done with this <laughs> and he gets yeah, in the car true. and they, they don't want to leave and he's like uh they're like no come back and it seems like uh and he's like nope like fuck you guys it just speeds off <laughs> I thought yes. that was great because you're actually dealing with like stuff that would people would because there's people that would stay because they they know they're in a tough spot and they're gonna like as bad as it's getting like hey I will just power through it and other people are like this isn't worth me dying over so I like that I like that they actually dealt with that in a found footage film. Yeah, I mean, like I I remember so many times you've told me when you were in college like you literally did anything for five dollars. I mean. I was astounded. I'm not going to start naming them because it's a little too personal, too close to home for you, and I get it. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, you, you literally did anything for five dollars. Yeah, there's like a few, a few things where it's like the statute of limitation isn't up on. So probably, mm-hmm. we'll probably have to wait a few more years to discuss that because I'm not going to jail. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'd like jail. Yeah, but I mean, you've been there as a college student. Like, you don't have money and. There's there's a lot like especially when you're yeah. younger there's a lot of like bullshit you'll put up with to 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 make uh, money you know yes oh yes nonsense sucking on chili dogs behind a taste of freeze <laughs> I could go for a corn dog right now corn dogs Jackie I haven't had a corn, corn dog dogs. in a minute when I come down there dude we're having corn dogs on tap in the, in the freezer all the time you just always have your air fryer plugged in cool with that i think the last time i had corn dogs was like three years ago yeah it's been a a, sonic it's been a while uh what else what else else the pandemic did it shut down the corn dog production god damn it (laughs) uh what else what else you got um what else we got so i yeah Again, I'm going to repeat you. I absolutely loved when the dude was like, when Gavin was like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm out. It's not worth it. No, I absolutely loved it. You don't see that too often. No, it, it was just because there was a little bit of hesitation. You thought, like, maybe they convinced him. He's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. He, he he literally, like, all right, motherfucker just shot up my mom's minivan. I'm done here. It's so, not worth the grade. It's not worth the money. Fuck this place. I'm out. So a thing that I liked, um, so I think this is what, when you see like lists and stuff recommending this, what it's most known for is when they're, when Deborah escapes the hospital at the end, um, and she kidnapped the little girl, uh, 
and they're chasing after her and they finally round the corner and catch up to her and they come around that rock and Deborah's jaw is unhinged like a snake trying to eat the girl. Like I feel like that's what this movie's most known for. And I thought the special effects on that were pretty wild. Especially when they shoot her and then she looks back and her mouth's like a snake. It didn't look cheesy. Like I think they did a very good job on that. Like that's definitely I... like the takeaway image from this movie. But that being see, said, I, I thought my, that looked like shit. I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. I see. I, I I didn't like that scene at all. I didn't like how they found her. They shot her. It turns and she's like just eating the little girl. I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, like it, it took. They went like way out the left field well, with that. I, I mean, that's that's part of the the problem with the script. So they did that the ritual for the the dude that he had already died, but he was trying to get immortality by doing a, a ritual to a demon that involves snakes. Um, yeah. So like, I guess she, she was starting to kind of morph in because her way, her skin was like molting and peeling like a snakes does. Like it's, it was, it was a little bit convoluted. They, they did a little bit too much. They probably could have simplified it a little bit and would have worked better. But my favorite scene in that movie is when they find her looking out the window and they're like, Hey, what's going on? And she, and they turn, she turns around when she turns around, she just peels off the flesh right off her neck. I thought that was the best scene in the movie, the most effective. Cause it wasn't just like a regular jump scare. Cause it was like, she turns and then she does that. And you're just like, Oh fuck. Like that's, that's pretty fucked that, up. Yeah. That's a cringy moment. Cause that's yeah. something that, that legit happens. It, it it's self harm. Yeah, they With start. People, they, mm -hmm. they start self harming. You know, they don't realize what they're doing, and next thing you know, they're fucking peeling their skin off their neck and cause pretty much cause themselves to bleed out. Yeah, like it's nuts. But yeah, I, I I completely agree. I thought you were gonna go with uh, when they found her staring at the open window, and they uh, and the daughter appeared, Sarah appeared, and she's like, oh, the, she just thinks there's intruders outside for some reason. The lights are set to an automatic timer. Sarah shuts the window, and all of a sudden, she, Deborah just starts nailing the window shut. I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, I thought you were gonna say that. I I really enjoyed that scene too. Yeah, well, there's a, there was a lot of cool lighting and, and cool little scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, that if they kept it tighter and they kept it along that line, and then just had kind of like an explosive, like crazy ending, I think it would have worked better. Instead of they get into that like the backstory of the, the day day guy. Yeah. Um, who basically he was like a serial killer and part of the ritual was capturing and mutilating, um, and then eating their body parts of five young girls. And then he would have done the ritual and got the immortality. And he got the four. Turns out that Deborah was, she actually was the one that killed him before but then she became possessed by him it's it's a very convoluted thing that gets real messy by the end um i think they could have just kept it a little bit tighter there and it would have worked better overall for the story yeah they just they just did too much i think they wanted to explain too much and it, they got boring to me yeah, at the that, end. so that that's the problem like you do have to explain some things and stuff but i, I think there was an over explaining that made it messier so I, I think we're in agreement on that, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. What else? Two hundred percent. What else? What else you got here? What else do I got here? So we kind of talked about touched part. So I I thought 
uh, Deborah eating the child at the end. I thought that was horrible. Out of place. Not necessary. I get that it was like the snake demon, whatever. But I, I hated that scene. I absolutely hated it because just didn't, I mean, it didn't make any sense. But to lead up to that, so there was only the two of them when they found her there. And before that, they were at the hospital. All the police were, like, dispatched aware that, like, she fucking kidnapped this little girl and they're out in the loose and whatnot. Where the hell were the cops? That's true, because there was, like, that one security guard at the hospital and then she just, like, bit him in the neck. Yeah, bit him in the neck. Then they went looking for her. They found her, and then she spit in the one cop's eye, or whatever, like acid. Yeah, his face melted. like melted his face. And then, and then the cops were just like gone, non-existent. Like they didn't want to deal with it. I guess. Normally, like if if it's a small town, they have at least like I want to say ten cops who would be able to activate well, and maybe, go on duty maybe, and like, like, find, if, and, like if it, search. If it was a small town, they'd probably call in like other. But like when it's the when it's like kidnapping of a child like you get like all the authority church party yeah you get like state troopers involved and shit like that and that's one thing that i i hate it they brought no one no one to actually like police the area and like find the child find the kidnapper you know that that part goes like so quickly that they they could have been out searching other places or stuff like that but yeah it is a little bit I mean, she was like supernaturally possessed, but that uh, old woman with Alzheimer's was able to like just walk out of the hospital and then like make it all the way back to like her house. Like it was, I don't know. Yeah, there was, there was, it was there were was... some issues with the the third act of this film for sure. They were they were able to make it back to yeah. She was able to make it back to her house. <clears throat> Excuse me. The first place that police will go to in that situation is like the the where their their home their their property you know that's yeah. the most common place and there's no one dispatched to it like so that to me that that really bothered me because it makes no sense it makes zero sense why no one was there. Well, you kind of mentioned it too. The during those scenes, the transitioning, I thought was way off and it was way too fast paced yeah there it was incredibly I, I, hard to follow exactly what was going on where they were going yeah so another issue i had is the in certain parts they jump around like all over the place like oh they're going here and then they're coming back and then they're going here and then they're coming back like normally you would edit it differently where it's like mm-hmm. So you don't even have to, wouldn't have to show like the documentary crew going and meeting with this person. Like you would just have them like the next day at the, the house videoing the, uh, like Deborah and check in there and just basically through dialogue, you could say like, yeah, we went and met with so-and-so and and discussed this and it could just spend a few better editing choices, I think, and make, make it a little bit tighter. Oh, Absolutely. And the biggest issue with it, uh, if you remember, the, so the final scene happened on day 60. So they tried to pack 60 days worth of what the hell's going on in a hour and a half film. Yeah. So I, and I, it's too but, much going on. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess they could get away with it a little bit because you figure like not too much. Um, not like. There's going to be 
downtimes in like documentary footage like not too much like happens or or like not like is going on so like you'd have to edit around that but yeah there was it, it there, to me, there the was way a they made it feel on. was like yeah, yeah to me the way they made it feel was like so much was going on everything you know like boom one second she's fine the next all timers the next she's at the hospital the next she's peeling the skin the next she's like kidnap a kid and then next thing you know boom they flash like six on day 60 and i was like what the fuck you know like to me it made it sound like the the film made it feel like it was um all within like a a week span yeah and then they flash day 60 and you're like what the hell's going on yeah script wise i would have I would have cut down and just made it over like a two to three week time span. I guess. Yeah. 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 Like about that. Like instead of just, it, that is a weird choice to just flash to like day 60. Another thing that I had an issue with was the whole like snake demon. Um, if you remember when they were explaining why, you know, the snake demon was in her, like I get that she had a part in, you know, killing the other guy, or the uh, original guy back in the day. Uh, but, day, uh, day or day, day or den, or... day, day or day, and yeah, something well, like so that. So the the part was weird, and I saw it on the the IMDb trivia, and it makes sense because, like, I just know from watching years of hockey and like French Canadians, like the name's a French name, and the guy was like a French guy, like had a French like backstory, like that's not how you would pronounce that name. The the name in French is pronounced uh, Desjardins. Desjardins. Yeah, Desjardins. But they they pronounce it here like Desjardins. It was weird. That's like I don't know. That was something just like was a little off to me because I see that name. It's I just know from years of watching hockey. Yeah. But uh, one thing that really bothered me is so the demon possessed her, went into her, whatever. Uh, when she was at her weakest point, going after her, her when she had like Alzheimer's and shit like that. Well, I got like so the part that was weird with that was like, was it the demon that possessed her? Or did he possess her? And like, why is he still around? Because he's dead. Like it was, it was, yeah. it was just weird. Because they they go so far to explain so much stuff, but then there's other stuff they just like, just I I guess they hope you accept. They skip over. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that's that's one of my issues with it. Another one. So I don't like. So I'm a huge fan of Paranormal, obviously. I've said it in pretty much every single last of our episodes. Um, I don't like when they go after someone weak like this, who's like, they're, I I don't want to say, I don't want to say mentally, but like, I want to say mentally. Like, I would much rather have the demon go after like Sarah, who was like, who's pretty much given up because she was an alcoholic and shit like that. And yeah, she's just but, there to take care of her mom. But that's like a, a mental weakness as well. Like that, that's, I, I know that's why it's, and you watch a lot of the paranormal shows. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. how in theory demons work. They prey on, on weakness. They play prey on depression, despair. Um, and, and that's something like idea wise makes sense because it, it's even more bleak. Like, so she's already going through something so terrible and that made her more susceptible to being possessed. And it's like, fuck it. Because at the end, they're able to, to I guess, essentially, like, stop this. Kind of. Because it, spoiler, technically goes into the little girl. It's hinted at. But the, um, 
like she's no longer possessed Deborah at the end, but like she still has Alzheimer's and going through this experience advanced the disease so much further that she can't communicate, she can't move. It's like fuck, like it's in a it ends in like a real bleak area for her. Like she already had something so terrible she had to deal with and then because of that she was sus- more susceptible to something even worse. Mhm. I I thought that was a, a pretty unique idea. Yeah, I would rather have it so I'd rather have it so the demon affected someone who was mentally ill or like mental like had like mental instabilities, stuff like that, but not someone who was physically damaged from their if that I mean, you know, see it's, I'm kind of I'm having a hard time explaining it because well, I know what you're saying, you just didn't want to see that because it's like low hanging fruit it's like the easiest thing but like you got to think yeah. like that's that's how the demons operate it's like they're gonna take the easiest target that's why they're the biggest pieces of shit they're evil they're pure evil it's because they feed on the weakest links you know yeah just real 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 make assholes real, real shitty moves you know yeah yeah i gotcha yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I, that's, I mean, we covered most of the bases on this. I think that's, uh, unless you got any other ones, I, I think that's that's pretty much all I got on this. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got as well. The main thing was the, the demon. It bothered me. It bothered me. Hey, it happens. All right, well, let's hop into ratings and recommendations. Um, as far as rating, I would go... I'm going to go... A 6.1, just because I'm not, like, the biggest found footage guy. Um, and there is definitely some messiness in the script. Uh, overall, though, I thought there were some strong points. I think it's it's worth a watch. Um, as far as who I would recommend it to, if you are a, a fan of found footage, you've probably already seen it because... Uh, it's it's gotten some pretty good reviews, but if you haven't, I would say check it out. It's a, a strong entry uh, in the found footage genre. Um, it's if you're into the paranormal, I think you'd probably like it as well. Uh, it is a pretty bleak movie um, dealing with the the topics that it does, and it does a decent job, um, but it, it kind of breaks down near the end. Uh, there's some cool scenes, um, some some cool ideas that you don't usually see in a found footage movie. So overall, I, I would I would recommend if if you get a chance, give it a watch. For me, I'm gonna go a little bit lower in rating. Um, I didn't really like this one too much. Um, I'm gonna give it a four point four out of a ten. Um, it had some strong things like the plot I really enjoyed, um, but there's a lot that I disagreed with how they wanted it to go, um, and the direction they, they took for it. So 4.4, I really have a hard time recommending this, but if I have to recommend it, which I do cause I'm contractedly blah, blah, obligated to do so, um, I'm going to recommend it to, uh, Fans of document style films, you know, um, if you like the paranormal activities and stuff like that, it's this is kind of in the same category because it, it's a documentary film. Um, if you're a fan of uh, 
anything paranormal or possession like I think this would be a film that you would you would somewhat enjoy um but overall I, I just I disagreed with the movie um I disagreed with the directions they took I disagreed with uh how the scenes turned out how much information they try to compact into this um I just got bored with it at the end and I really didn't care uh I really didn't care at the end if you know, if Deborah died, if the little girl died, if everyone died, I I just didn't care how it turned out at the end. It, it just wasn't an overall strong film for me. You just really didn't like the concept of this movie. I didn't. In it, it's a, I don't know. I was, I was, it's that's the best I, part. The the concept of the movie is the strongest part of the movie. Yeah, but everything else on it, the execution, I thought was just poor. Yeah, there was some good execution though. We talked about hey, to each their own, but I I think he just he just hated this movie to hate this movie. I didn't just hate the movie to hate the movie. I don't know. I was thinking maybe it's a little too fresh with with me dealing with Alzheimer's recently and stuff like that. But yeah, it could be. It could be. See, that I didn't know. I, I would have I would have chose a different movie. I didn't know that as far as the, that's what he passed away from. Cause I knew he'd been sick and was having issues. I just did not know that. So that's my, yeah. that's my bad book. Yeah. It's a real low blow and a real dick move, you know? Yeah. There'll be many more of those in the coming years. Oh, I'm, I'm prepared for those. Shots, ones. I got band-aids. shots right to the Peter upper. I got, that's I got life, band-aids hey, for that too. That's life, man. Ain't it a kick in the head of the Peter? Yeah. That's <laughs> Kicking the head of the beat. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. All right, well, if you're listening to our podcast on your favorite uh, podcast provider, I think it's provider, host, platform, I don't know. Um, great. If not, we're on all major uh, podcast providers, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon products such as Audible. Um, I know we've been getting a big following on iHeartRadio, their podcast service, which I haven't checked out yet, but I'm interested to see how that works because, you know, like how iHeartRadio works, Boog, and it's like you can search by like artists or like genres and it gives you different selections. So I don't know, it might be pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're on all those. So give us a check out there. Um, if you have any questions, recommendations anything you want us to check out or just trying to reach out to us uh you can email us at hunters at gmail.com as well as we're on twitter that's just at horrorvision um go on give us a follow there shoot us a dm we're, we're on there all the time uh as well as we have a youtube channel that we're going to update one day i promise you um that's hunters horrorvision on youtube um other than that, Boog, we got anything else? I always feel like I'm probably missing something at the end there, but I don't know. I like, just yeah, the information's out there. Google us. And we're available to you in all systems possible. We're, 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 you can listen to me. You can listen to John at any time, anywhere, any place, up there, down here, everywhere. So what's stopping you? I mean, yeah, we're I mean we're out there. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, uh, I think that's that's it. I th- I think I think that's it. All right. Well, check you later. 
All right, bye, guys.